Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I hope this is not your first episode of Beating Cancer Daily. But if it is, I want to make sure that you check out the huge variety of content that I cover in this massive 365-day podcast. We are so far into this, and every day is different. Sometimes there's tumor humor. Sometimes we have an expert. I chat with a comedian. You'll really enjoy it. But today, I have to talk about something very personal and a bit serious. And the reason why I want to do this episode today is because I am actually losing a loved one to advanced cancer. Now, I want to bring hope and light into this conversation. If you're new to the cancer journey or you've been through our rodeo a lot, you do know that we do lose people. And it's hard. It's really hard. And the purpose of this episode is to really talk about what we can do in this situation. And it's even really tricky when you are surviving and someone else isn't. So I think this is a really valuable personal conversation to have. And as I said, I'm going through it yet again with someone I love. And what I can tell you is that I have personally worked with people to help extend their life expectancy way beyond anything medical professionals thought and also had a lot of success with people experiencing radical remission the same as as I did. But there are always people who end up passing away along the way for whatever reason, and we do have to say goodbye. So today, I want to just talk about how I do that. And if you have suggestions, how you're handling it with a family member, loved one, or chemo brother or sister, please go to comedycures.org, hit the record button, or go to the menu and write to me because I'm always learning too. So just from experience, I try to visit as early as possible. And that's for a lot of reasons. First of all, somebody can get very tired or they can decide that they want to stop seeing visitors. So I try to go and pay my respects to the person who is having a really hard time with their cancer and they have found out that they have to go into hospice or that there's nothing more. Now, on the bright side of this, I was told to get my affairs in order and I did fight 
and I did research and I did try new strategies and I did hang on to the next best thing. And I urge you to think that there could always possibly be another solution. So if you're wrestling with this right now, really look at your options. And if it is time to go into hospice, I completely understand that decision. Hospice nurses are angels. So as I said, if I am visiting someone, I go as soon as possible. And if I'm invited back, I come back as often as the person would like me to visit. If you can't physically get somewhere, try to arrange a video chat. Now, remember, the person is probably being asked by many other family members or or friends to come visit. So don't be offended if you don't get back into the rotation of visiting or video calls. If the person isn't into technology or they just don't want to be seen, see if you can arrange for a phone call. If you can't arrange for a phone call, then try to record something to send. And that can be a video, it can be a voice message, and get that sent over so the person can listen to it. And you may not get a reply or response or a thank you, but just have faith that it got to them. If you can't get through electronically, just go back to the old-fashioned note card or letter writing or even creating a poem. Written communication is so long forgotten and it can really go a long way. Even an email or a text message. Now, I can just tell you from helping a lot of people in their end of life, sometimes they're just overwhelmed by the communications and they have to be read very slowly and over time. So there might be a delay from when you send it to when the person hears it. And hopefully who's ever in the inner circle doing the caregiving, they're being really responsible in getting these messages read. But you know what? All you can do is try. Honestly, all you can do is try. Sometimes I'll send a comedy routine for the person to laugh at, or I'll create a music collection, like a small playlist that the person can listen to if I know their musical tastes. There are so many ways to get the message across that you love them and you're thinking about them without physically being present. Now, if you do get to be seen or heard, what are some of the things that you can do? There are a few quotes that have to do with meeting again, and that's faith-based, that you'll meet again in heaven or you'll meet again in another life. But there were a few that I thought were really sweet. I won't say goodbye, my friend, for you and I will meet again. And that's a quote from Tom Perry, believe it or not, and from Charles Dickens. The pain of parting is nothing to the joy of meeting again. 
as I said, those are for faith-based people. There are also great biblical passages or Psalms that you can send if you're more faith-based. I just think acknowledging how the person has played in your life, acknowledging the impact that they've had on you, just stating that you love them, that you'll miss them. Great memories are often good things to say when you're with someone or to write to them or to record. If you have a few special memories, those are golden to share. As I said, I do find that people who are more observant or religious love prayers or psalms said to them or Bible passages read to them. You don't even have to say anything. You can let there be silence. A lot of times people are so nervous when they visit that they chat incessantly. Sometimes silence is golden. You have to read the room, as we say in comedy. Sometimes I will crack jokes. Sometimes I will restate really funny comedy routines, but it depends on the person. Sometimes touch is really powerful. If you ask permission, the person might want a foot rub or a hand rub. They might want you to hug them. They might want you to just sit there and smile at them. You have to really communicate with the person what would be the most comforting for them. And sometimes they can't even speak, so they can't tell you, but you can read it in their eyes. I find that just not trying to fix anything or be the superhero of visiting, just by really listening with all my senses the person guides you to what they need most, even if they're nonverbal. So if you don't get a chance to say goodbye and the person does depart, there are many things that you can do to have personal closure. And I know it's a lot of frustration when you don't get that moment to say goodbye and to share the love that you have. Sometimes you need to apologize and you can't get the apology out or you want an apology and you can't get the apology given to you. That's when keeping a journal or writing a letter to the person that departed really can help. And even writing what you wish they would have said to you. Sometimes that can be very therapeutic. Don't hesitate to get professional grieving support. There are support groups. You can also go to a therapist. Your hospital or local community center may have a grief support group or a social worker that can help you work through this. Sometimes family members can be helpful and sometimes they can't. Sometimes friends of the person who departed can really be a great support system for you and for other people. There's so many emotions that flood when someone is very ill and they pass away. 
And I want you to be really aware of your depression, your anxiety, your feelings of loss, your sadness, your anger. You can even be angry that someone passed away or angry that you didn't get to say goodbye or angry because they didn't apologize. All of these emotions are real and I really want you to take good care of you. It's such a shock to the system. Some of the things that I've done in the past are planting a tree, as I said, writing a poem. In the Jewish faith, we sit Shiva. There are several days where you can pay respects to the family, and you can also share stories. I really love that tradition. I'm not sure what other traditions do. I know that I've been to wakes, and at the wake, we've had that storytelling time where people share great stories. You could make a donation in the person's memory. You can write an obituary that may never get published, but at least it helps you honor the person. Framing and hanging a photo or creating a photo montage with the person, or as I said before, a playlist of your favorite songs, those things can be very comforting to you as you are grieving the loss of a loved one. I really wanted to talk about this today because as I said, I am losing a dear person to me and I've requested to have time and they are putting together the schedule and I don't know if I'm going to get in, but I have been communicating through CaringBridge and maybe you want to find out if the person you love has a CaringBridge because it's a way to express your support and love along with all the other friends and family. And I find that that's the least overwhelming way to communicate for someone who is trying to just really rest. And Caring Bridge is not only good for end of life, but it's also good if you're just going through treatment and you want to communicate to your friends and family all at one time, go to caringbridge.org and check that out. I love CaringBridge. I hope this has been helpful. It's been really helpful to me to talk about it and to think of all the things that I want to do for my loved one. So I hope that you have no one that you need to say goodbye to today. And I hope that you have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you guys know this, but Beating Cancer Daily is a listener and donor supported podcast and community. So if you have some extra change, I'd love you to go to comedycures.org and make a donation today of whatever level is comfortable for you. And it will be tax deductible to the extent allowed by law because Comedy Cures is a nonprofit 501c3 organization founded from my chemo chair, April 1999, and we've been going strong ever since. So please consider making a donation today and help our community and this podcast thrive. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow.
guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.